Welcome to the Balanced Business Owner Podcast. The world around us isn't slowing down anytime soon. If you want to avoid trying to keep up and burning yourself out, it's important to be intentional about setting your own pace. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tools to manage your schedule and mindset so you can reconnect with your business, your family, and yourself and feel good about your life. I'm your host, life and business coach, Andrea Scalisi. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast this week. I have another amazing guest on the show for you. Um, This is Shiloh. She has been my personal like business and life coach for the last six months. We have worked together one-on-one. She knows most of the things about me and I hope she doesn't share them, (laughs) but she is a true expert in what she does. And we are going to have a really amazing conversation about really like becoming more of who you are, your authentic self, both in your life and in your business. So Shiloh, welcome to the podcast. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. So yes, I was Andrea's one-on-one coach and for six months and we just barely actually ended. And I was so excited to see her. And I also, this is kind of a little bit about relationships and connection. I already feel so connected with your audience because I've heard so much about them. It's kind of like a parent talking about their family and you have this bond. So I was super excited to have the opportunity to talk to people in your orbit. So thank you. Um, I have been, my training is through some, a combination of life coaching and yoga teacher training. And I always mention that because I'm not very yogi-ish, but I feel like my heart is very yogi-ish. So I'm very like trauma-informed. I really believe in like breathing into who you are, being authentic to yourself, being kind of led from your heart and your body and your mind all together. So I've, um, I've done a lot of work there as well as some advanced relationship mastery trainings. And that's kind of where I come from. So I love that. Welcome. Thank you. When I first went to your website, I looked around and I found this one quote that you have on there that really like really resonated with me. And it's kind of what we're going to be talking about today in all of our examples that we're going to talk about in life and business. But The quote is, it's not about becoming someone new. It's about remembering who you've always been. That's such a beautiful quote. Is that your quote, by the way? I hope I can. I hope I didn't like steal it from anyone. But yes, it's what I say all the time. Who knows where we get things from? But yes, it's a it's it's a it's something I say at the end of every yoga class. I wish I could say it at the end of every coaching session as well, because I always am like, it's something about knowing it's we've already been enough the whole entire time. So we're not trying to learn something new or take a different training that's going to make us good enough. It's like the person we are, that we were born as that person always had the potential inside. We just go through a lot of crap in our lives that help it so that we can't see it as much. I feel like we bury it a little. So it's not about Finding something new, it's about like taking those layers off and digging deep into what you've always been able to do. I love that. Yeah. It's what it makes me think is I spent so many years in the corporate world 
and kind of being trained to be somebody else. I did not feel like me. I didn't. Now that I think back on it, I didn't like the person that I was in the corporate world. And when I was in it, I started to become so, I don't know, just uncomfortable with the, with who I was, that that's what made me leave it in the first place. So as a business owner, starting my own business, I spent a lot of time trying to get rid of Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of that stuff that I learned to really figure out who I was again and lean into that and really, you know, be authentic me. And I finally feel like I'm there, but it has taken four or five years to get that, you know, get to that place. And the last six months of us working together has really kind of helped me shed the rest of everything I learned in the Mm -hmm. corporate world. So I love that. Can you say this quote one more time in your own words? Yeah. So it's not about becoming someone new. So it's, you've always been that you've always been good enough. You've always been worthy. You've always had the ability. You've always been good. You always could do it. It's just about remembering what does it take to become, to get there. It's like remembering who you were. Like we remember when we were born, all we did was sit there and poop in a diaper and we could not have been any more perfect. And it's like that on an advanced level because you never had to be anything and you were just pure joy. You're being like who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you can stay connected, I mean, like, like hopefully we all get potty trained eventually, but if you could just remember like that was enough, then like you said, the corporate side of Andrea, yeah, that's fine. But where, how connected were you to like how you really wanted to be, how you really felt, were your actions really connected to who you feel like you were from the get-go? Kind of like in my best friend's wedding, if anyone's watched that movie, that my favorite scene is when she's eating all the eggs in different ways, because she was like, I don't even know if I like scrambled eggs, fried eggs. Like there's this point where she dated all these guys and she liked her eggs differently depending on who she was dating. That's kind of how we go through life. And this is just about like, how do I like my eggs for me? Not how do I like my eggs based on who I'm around? I remember what I need. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And let's just get into some examples of how this can apply, because I feel like, you know, we've heard other people talk about like being your authentic self and stuff, but like, how do we actually do that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love, right. It's hard. I love bringing in some tangible examples to show people how they can, you know, apply it to their lives and figure out who they are again. So let's just dive right in. Let's talk first about, um, when in your marketing. When you're doing marketing in your business, do you feel like the things that you're doing are your strengths? Do do you feel like they're you? What do you feel like they are? And we were just talking about how throughout the six months that you and I worked together, we had come to realize that I was doing Instagram in my business and I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I hated making the reels. I hated learning the platform because it's so different from everything else. I enjoyed looking through Instagram as like a Mm -hmm. consumer, but I did not enjoy doing it for my business. So we ended up deciding, well, I decided you helped me get there, but (laughs) to delete my whole Instagram account and just not even do it as part of my marketing strategy. Yes. Which someone out there who 
might have a million dollar business based on clients they're getting from Instagram might be being like, Andrea, what in the heck? You just literally, that goes against everything they know in their story and in their world. They're like, you can have a million dollar business off of Instagram if you just keep it and keep going. But really in reality, what would happen if you kept something you hated? How are you showing up and what's the energy behind the things you're doing and how are you even feeling about doing it, right? What works for one is not necessarily perfect for the other, you know? It took so much of my mental, emotional energy to do Instagram every time that I would post. I'm just like so relieved to have deleted mm-hmm. it. And yeah, I'm it's like, really the acting leaning- is over. <laughs> yes. And I have really leaned into Facebook and LinkedIn as my social media places to go for my business. And I am loving it. I'm having so much fun on those platforms. Yeah. So it was just a relief for me. I think it's such a favor to your audience too, to be able to say, or to anyone you're speaking to, like if I'm speaking to you, you're talking to Andrea, whether you talk to me on the street, on Instagram not on Instagram, wherever you're speaking to me, you know who I am versus like, I'm going to do this because I was told it's the way to do things. Nobody wants to have a relationship. Nobody feels connected to you if they are worried that you're not being authentic in the way you're showing up. And like, it would be like, if you were to have a conversation outside of Instagram with someone and you didn't want to be there, they can tell, right? So how could it be any different inside? Even if even if they can't tell the fact that you do disconnects you from the experience. So I love that you're courageous enough to be just completely authentic in the way you show up anywhere. It's like, if I know that if I see Andrea, I see Andrea and how much work you've put into being authentic everywhere that you are. Yeah. And let's be clear that we're not like telling people to delete Instagram. We're saying Instagram. Yeah. 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 If it's authentically you, use it. If you enjoy it, if you like it, use it. If you don't, consider deleting it like me because you want to do things that are you. Yeah. And the the huge lesson there is it's really, really proven to be a very successful platform for a lot of coaches and businesses. But it just wasn't for you, which means if you resonate with Instagram, you have all of the potential there. You do if you feel natural and authentic and aligned with it. You just didn't. And you let yourself lean into what you believe versus what like maybe the majority might have believed. If yes. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the one of the perks about being a business owner is that you can just decide one day to delete it and just delete yeah. it. And I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's courageous. It reminds me. So I used to be on a daytime morning news show as like a professional guest. Like they had me on every week. I used to do, they called it the pin of the week. And I actually think it's funny because at first I started as a crafter and they turned me into the pin of the week because I was like, okay, I cannot craft any more things. I was crafting the most ridiculous things because I was on it for so long that I was like, I'm throwing these in the garbage before I even leave. I've done so many crafts. So they changed me to pin of the week so that I could try pins that were fails and positive so that I could, I guess, also make fun of them. But anyways, when you, when you go on a news show, they have... They've gone to school for this and I had not. And if you know me, which you probably might get a little vibe, I'm trying to be professional, but I am like definitely a little rowdy as a human. And so I'd be on this show with these news anchors who are like, they've got the cadence. There's like a, there's like an announcer cadence they use. And then I'm on there talking fast, being weird. 
And I thought, oh gosh, if I'm going to be on this show, I need to start acting more like that since I'm kind of like this in this weird spot between guest, but full-time. And I would, I tried to talk in the announcer voice. And so I was like, and then you create this craft and you attach these four legs to this table and we'll be right back. And it was so bad. We had viewers write in that were like, what happened? And what happened was I was trying to be a good, like news personality. So anyways, we went back to me just showing up naturally. And I did things like spill salad all over the table and talked too fast and rambled. And people liked me better. I mean, not everyone. I'm not for everyone. But people didn't say, what is up with the weirdo? So I guess it like, (laughs) if you try and act like what you think you're supposed to act like, even like you did in corporate America, you actually don't realize it, but you're kind of being a weirdo. And I think people can see it more than we realize. My gosh. And it's so tiring. It is is tiring. It's so exhausting. So tiring. That's such a great example. Plus it's like in your business, if you're showing up as somebody, you're not yourself, what kind of clients are you bringing in with that energy? Cause you have to be fake throughout the entire time you work with them. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. You know? Well, and it is true. Like you're creating your create, like if you show up completely perfect and then you're creating these clients that don't even, that are kind of with this perfect version of you. And then you're confused. Like, why am I not connected to these clients? Like why it's because they love a version of you that you're like really spending a lot of time trying to keep up versus there's times that we've joined our call. And I'm like, this is what you get for, for, for it being Friday. It's like glasses and hair and a bun day, but I did put on a clean shirt. <laughs> but you know, there's times or like yes. a few times I wanted to yell at you and our noise canceling was activated and oh I'm my yelling gosh. and you're like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And I'm like, I'm oh, so I know the noise canceling. The noise so... canceling is turning off my screaming, right? But like I know, Andrea, you yes. probably don't scream at your clients. Like it's so you, funny that you, you bring don't. this up. It is because, yeah. like, as coaches, like, not everybody that listens to this is a coach, right? But we're right. we're all in service based businesses, mm-hmm. and so it's like if you're you're professional, quote unquote, right. not yelling at your client. But when you yelled at me in my coaching session with you, <laughs> it made me love you more, right? Yeah, I'm like, like, okay, I, this is what I'm signing up for with this experience, <laughs> I guess. You know? I was like, yes, tell it to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I, except we couldn't hear it because the noise canceling was set on being able to cancel out dogs barking. And apparently my yelling mirrors dogs barking, but <laughs> that's what you get with me. And And that's totally fine. And what's really funny is I resonate with a more calm, like opposite of me kind of a person. And so we all do, right? We all resonate with the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just showing up for who you are. You're going to get people that you not only feel connected to, but will feel more connected to the authentic you. I love that. The other thing that we want to talk about here in terms of your marketing and being more of yourself is like, If you are in a service-based business, you are probably working one-to-one with your clients. So whether it's one-to-one coaching or done-for-you services or whatever it is, one-to-one. And if you want to grow and scale your business beyond where you are, most people talk about you have to go to group. 
right? You Mm -hmm. have to take it from one to one to a group. That's what people do. That's the only way to scale, which is not true, by the way. It's not the only way to scale because in my program, one of my programs, I do help people create their own programs and sell them. But you can do that. You are brilliant at. You can just interrupt. Thank you. You can continue to do that on a one-on-one basis. Just it has Mm -hmm. to be a little bit different than it is now. But anyway, so how do you show up more authentically you and still scale your business like by not following the the mass advice? You know what I mean? Well, one thing I think is that the mass advice is going off of the mass amount of interest. But like when you think about it, the world is really large. And at this point, we don't have to worry about the demographic and interest of all the people within one mile of us to come walk in our store. Most of us have found ways to be able to serve anyone in the world, potentially that speak our language and, or maybe not. But (laughs) when you think about those numbers, there's always going to be people that need exactly what you need. And if you can lean into what you know about your people, then you can create a product for them that might be really, really opposite of what other people think, but yet exactly what your people need and then try it. And then I think what happens is we get so all or nothing in our thinking that we think if I try it once or if I try it for a period of time and it doesn't work, I failed and I'm done. And it's like, no, you can actually pivot. It's like if you are feeling a desire from somewhere inside that this might be what your people need and you love it, what is the harm in just trying it? Stay authentic. That could be your inner knowing, knowing like, this is how I'm going to find my people. Like you don't have to follow 100% the formula that you've been given that's been created for like selling a book to a ton of people, right? There's still you in the, in the mix and you could still be the 1% that has a successful business doing things exactly as you want. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I know in my business, I'm at the point where I am thinking about growth, thinking about my next level, my next step. And, you know, just as I teach my clients or I help my clients create their own programs, I am now looking into creating my own program. But I already know, at least I think I'm like 80% certain that I want to continue to do like private one-to-one with Mm -hmm. my program. I'm really not interested in building this ginormous group program. And there's, it's not to say that's bad or wrong if you do want to build a group program, but I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's my personality type. I don't think I want to be on a group coaching call, like talking to myself to a camera with like hundreds of people listening. I really like talking to people one-on-one and helping people through things that way. And I like creating programs and online courses and things to like have resources for them Mm -hmm. to continue learning outside of that environment. So you can make whatever choice you want in terms of the growth of your business, but it doesn't always have to be what other people tell you it should be if that's not for you. Totally. And one beautiful example that I didn't tell you I was going to mention, baby, is watching the evolution of you creating your. Oh, now I'm going to be, now I'm going to be caught off guard your day with your client. Like we spend the half day. What, what is that package called again? Oh, the intensive program. Yes. The intensive program. And then watching you think so much about how do you want them to feel? How you want, what results do you want to get? What matches all of that? And that intensive program is not the same as every other program out there. And it's not the same as like your traditional one-on-one offer. 
And I loved watching the evolution of that. And it, I feel like it's very original and it's very, you were very thoughtful about what their experience would be and what the value would be. I just feel like it's an original idea. If you think about it, it's not in a coaching book about how to like, you know, get a one-on-one client in relationship. Although you do offer that, you also have that intensive day, which is just very individual, I think to you. And you were specifically thinking of your clients and the shifts that they have seemed to want and what you think would serve them best and not necessarily what's the template that works best for everyone type of thing. If that. Absolutely. And I hope everybody listening to this, if you're in the place in your business where you're thinking about growing and scaling, do exactly what Shiloh just said. Like think about your people and what they would want. How would they get the best results And how can you give that to them in a way that's like still authentically you and you doing the things in your business that you enjoy doing? There has to be some sort of like mutual thing there with you and your client, right? It is so much less exhausting when everything is anchored into that little place inside you that remembers to stay authentic to who you were when you were in a diaper as a baby, like that person, not like the show that you're putting on to try and be good enough for a certain thing. The you show that you're putting on. Yeah. Love, yes. That is such a good way to put it. It is really funny. I watch people who will begin coaching with me saying I'm overwhelmed. I feel disconnected, all these other things. And all we really do and is if you want to save a lot of money, I'll tell you, you get connected with what's in your core. And I almost always point out Let's talk about the physical aspects of your life. It's all the same. You didn't have to leave your husband. You didn't have to leave your kids at the bus stop. Like you actually have balanced it all. And it's because you have so much energy when you are anchored into your worthiness and to who you are authentically. You're always going to feel like you have more energy just because you're not putting on that show. Like smiling, we all know if we've ever been to a wedding or to a social event, like smiling for way too long, you know, it's actually difficult. It is weird. It is (laughs) totally weird. weird. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Okay. I'm going to read the quote again, one more time from your website. So it's not about becoming someone new. It's about remembering who you've always been. So Shiloh, I would love to get your take on relationships. So most of the people listening to this are business owners. They have successful businesses and they work a lot, right? They're, mm-hmm. They come and listen to this show because they're trying to get help with their overworking or trying to find more of a balance in their life. So a lot of times they have spouses who are not so happy with the amount of time that they are working and kind of like ha- feeling like they have to compete against the business. Mm-hmm. So what do you think they should do there? How do they show up as themselves, but also have this really deep, strong relationship with their spouse? How do you do that? So I think the first thing to do is just know ahead of time, anytime, especially our partners, anytime they're going to confront us about something like that. I think the very first 30 seconds of what you're going to do is throw up a wall and get super defensive. And I always say, if just just let that be because that's just, we're human and we don't, we want everything to be perfect around us. We want to stay safe, you know, all the things, but then 
really like if you could look at the person for the core of who they are and hear what they're really trying to say in the like how they why they're feeling that way you can totally honor how they're feeling in the relationship and you can totally honor what they see and it's very interesting because sometimes i find that those people are actually criticizing your business but sometimes it's like they're watching you work a lot and maybe not have a little bit balance and they are trying to just out of love help you course correct and they just don't know how to express it so maybe just letting and honoring the way that they feel authentically but then talking to them about how you feel like i feel like things have gotten a little out of balance like be vulnerable with them but don't be trying to tell them what to correct back which is kind of what we automatically want to do but like anchor in and think like okay he's worthy of having his his i always say he it's like we automatically assume like it could be she whatever i like they are worthy and able to have their opinion it's it obviously means that there's something to discuss in this relationship we both want to be happy here but also authentically i know deep down i'm trying really hard i know that i am a good person i know that i'm i'm working for our family or whatever it might be i know that in me and so if i was to know that in me when i'm hearing these things how would i show up in this conversation i would probably listen to how they feel allow them to feel that way even if i don't agree and then talk about how i actually feel not about you know trying to overcome how they feel and then together coming together well like it's kind of like i see you feel that way i don't necessarily agree but i also feel this way come sit with me on to the table let's sit side by side i always picture like a picnic table let's sit side by side let's look at this together let's look at our work and our life together where can we do a little bit of difference so that you can feel true to how you feel i can feel true to how i feel let's work on this together let's do this together and be connected versus defensive and pushing away which is what we want to do almost every time it's very hard to get criticism without that being your first response so i think it's okay to allow yourself to breathe for 30 seconds knowing like that's so normal you know yeah i love that idea of kind of being hand in hand at a picnic table working as partners through something mm -hmm. versus a you're wrong i'm right fight type of situation because at the end of the day i mean if you really drill down into it the person that is complaining you work too much just misses you they just 100%. miss you and they want to be a part of your life more and the person that might be working too much is probably working too much out of feeling like this is taking care of this is like how i take care of my family mm -hmm. this is how i provide for my family this is how i show my love to my family so i feel like the hearts the hearts are in the right place on both sides it's just about coming together like you said and finding and talking the through that mm -hmm. yeah so the, a quick example in my own personal life one one thing i love to remember is it's not the trips to cancun that are going to create connections with your people family friends whatever it's the little moments of even just seeing each other even if it's a matter of like giving them a kiss before they go to work whatever it is for you two in your love languages it's the day by day of um for me i talk too much well oh wait i'm correcting that i talk often and my current husband cuz i have been through a divorce he listens and i cannot i never realized how much of a love language that was because my a lot of my life i know i talk too much you know people like to me out and i was like oh my gosh he's listening to me but whatever the small things are that you can do to show your partner you see them that is 
almost more impactful than a giant trip to Cancun. But in my life right now, my husband, his job is, he is a global role. He literally works from six to 12. In theory, it takes a, a break from 12 to five, but you don't, or 12 to four, but you don't even get that break really because that's a regular business day. He works for corporate, in, in corporate America. And then at night he works from um, six to 10 PM. So he basically kind of works a 16 hour day in a sense. And we have, this is a stage of life. It's a six month project. And I, I at first was getting really lonely and really having a lot of feeling like there is no balance in this house. And I finally realized like we kind of sat on the same side of the table and I'm like, what are the things I can do to support you? How can you know I'm with you? Like we're on the same team. You have to do this work. Sometimes even as entrepreneurs, we have to do that much work to start. And then eventually we scale back. We have to, we should have a plan. They should hire you and have you help them figure that out. Cause I've seen some <laughs> of your plans and they are very impressive. The PDFs, but, um, but I was able to find ways that he could know I see you. Like I will make sure dinner is going to be like, he has to work through dinner, but I make sure he gets it for us. That's what worked. It doesn't work for everyone. Like it's just finding those ways where you can connect, be your authentic selves, but also work together. And now, even though nothing's changed, he has to do that right now. We're choosing that. It does feel balanced. And I know that sounds crazy for someone else who's like, no, the only way I can find balance is if I only work five hours a week. And that might be true for them. But I, we do have balance and our relationship has actually gotten stronger. And it definitely doesn't look like perfect balance to others, right? But you can find ways. It's just possible is all I guess I'm saying. I love that you bring that up because I feel like I just did a podcast episode on this recently, but I feel like a lot of people, when they think about work-life balance, they get confused as to what it actually means because everybody has a different idea of what it looks Mm -hmm. like. And that's the point, right? All of us have different values in our lives. We have different relationships. We have different, you know, perfect days and, you know, ideas of what that all looks like. So you have to define what work-life balance means to you. And it might be different at a different phase of your life. Like you just Mm -hmm. mentioned. Oh yeah. That's okay. Business. You do sometimes have to hustle morning, noon, and night, and then you can maybe step back. But if you feel like you can't, you can still find ways of having balance exactly where you are, which is why I think it's just so important. That's why I think probably you feel a little bit of a pull too to the one-on-one is because maybe you've seen, and you can speak to this yourself, but like you, it's so individual and it's so, yes, okay. it is. it's so one-on-one everybody's work-life balance is like to be authentic to them and to help them feel like they're their best whole self centered in remembering what's important to them being super driven by their values. That takes some tweaking one-on-one sometimes. Definitely. I mean, yes, because your situation is so different than some anybody else's. We all have different ideas of what that balance looks like. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people to adjust it or at least like revisit it every three to four months. Cause I feel like every three, three to four months is kind of like, that's when things change. Mm -hmm. The seasons outside change depending Mm -hmm. on where you live. And you might want to be outside more in the summer and inside more in the winter. So like your idea of what your perfect day looks like is different. Your kids and their development changes most Mm -hmm. of the time, every three to four months, even if they're adult kids. (laughs) I I can attest to that. (laughs) Things change in my mind, like every three to four months. So it's really good to go in and 
kind of like ask yourself what it looks like and check in with yourself every three to four months. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I feel like what I feel like what I think is like becoming like people might come to you thinking, I need you to tell me exactly how to change. Here's my calendar. And they're so calendar. Like, like when I say it's not about becoming something, someone new, it's even the same with work-life balance. Like they might come with a calendar and be like, I feel like we need to change everything. I need a new schedule, a new life, a new this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, actually like, let's look at this. And some of it's some of that, but it's also like, let's get rooted in who, what your values are, the worth of what you have. Like, what are the things we can drop that are like rubbing against that? And then like, how can we keep all of the rest? And it's so funny that when you shed that, like you said, the corporate America, Andrea, like when you shed that identity, you have so much more space, even if everything looks the same. 100%. Yeah. And just to like dive a little deeper into that is like, so I like to think about most of the clients that come to me say something like, um, I just am not having fun anymore. Mm. I don't, you know, life is just not fun. I'm doing all of these things in my business, which I love, but you know, and I'm doing all of these things for my family, like grocery shopping, cleaning the house, all the boring stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm not having fun in my life anymore. So like that type of person in order to create more balance in your life, it's really about incorporating more fun. It's about like actually putting yes. fun on your calendar to go out and hike and bike or, you know, go to a bar restaurant type thing or whatever it is that you think is fun. So it's like finding the missing pieces and bringing them in and possibly reducing some of the boring stuff that you're doing that you don't need to be doing as much of, you know, and the things that they're, the things that they're feeling are fun that you help them to bring back in. That's them telling you like, this is who I've always been to my core. Like I've always loved to golf at least once a month. And they've forgotten about any of that part of them that like is joy. And even though it's a thing to do, it's kind of like connecting with themselves that they forget about that. And I think you helping them bring that back in helps them to connect to their own desires. It's interesting. Like you can add in a little bit more fun and fun is in the same realm of creativity. We say it even is stored in the same place in our body. And so when you bring in a little bit of fun, it's crazy how much more creative you actually become. So you could be golfing and how many times are you, or on a walk and how many times have the ideas like been crazy versus you sit at your desk and you're at a mind block every single time. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really interesting how you win by tapping into what you're enjoying and then the other stuff comes. Very it's, it's funny that you say that because, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays in the morning from nine to 11, I really enjoy my exercise time. I, so I do my exercises during those, those times. And my brain is always telling me you should be working. Your kids are at school. Your husband's at work. You should be working in your business. Don't, this is like a waste of your time. Then I get on my treadmill, like force myself to do it, even though I love doing it. It's not like really forcing myself, but it's like saying like, okay, I'm going to put the work on the back burner for a minute. And I get on my treadmill and I always end up with the best ideas for my business, for my clients, for my life, for my house renovation, just whatever I'm thinking about, it helps. And if 
if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have two hours or three days a week to do that. I also find that like, if I'm doing the laundry during the day, like during my work day, and I go down for five minutes to my basement to switch the laundry, just like getting up from my desk and walking downstairs and walking back upstairs. If I focus my mind on something creative and I'm like really just thinking about ideas, I can get five minutes getting up and doing that. I can come up with amazing ideas that way too. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think it, what happens is you're clearing away some of the parts of you that are doing things out of, I guess, people pleasing or whatever you want to say, or like you said, like labels or roles that we placed upon ourselves where we've kind of acted out of what we think we need to be doing. When you take those away and you have a direct portal to like what your heart knows, your soul knows, it's kind of crazy. There's no science to like prove it. I actually think there probably is. I've got to find it. It's probably in the yoga world because that's where we yell about some of our crazy ideas. Oh, goodness. Sorry about that. (laughs) Hello. I didn't know my phone was going to ring. Sorry about that. But yeah, um, I feel like that's real life. I know that's called not being balanced. I I thought do not disturb, but my daughter called this happens sometimes in yoga. So I always think, okay, that'll come through, but real life. Totally cool. Um, but yeah, when you, I can't even remember where I was. Yeah. It's like all of this. Okay. So like this whole entire episode, we're just talking about becoming more of who you really are. And letting yes. go okay, yes. of all of those things that you think yes. you need to be in both your business and in your life. That's and just right. And so when you take those away. Yeah. And when you take away those layers, then that's where it was. When you take away those layers of what you thought you should be doing, all the people pleasing, all the roles that you thought you should be doing that were not authentic, it makes the it makes the pathway from the authentic you and all of those ideas that you get when you do things that create joy in your life. Like it makes, it's like, they don't have to go through a web, you know, they come so much quicker and easier. And it's so counterintuitive to what we think, because we think we have to hustle, struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't know where, what happened along the way that we thought that it had to be hustle and struggle, but we do. And it's like, no, you just have to tap into who you are and stay in tune with your values and everything kind of lines up for you. It's so I actually watched it happen to you. We won't go into it, but I I watched it happen. (laughs) And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen is how aware you are with who you are, who your clients are, and how aligned that is with the way that you serve them. It doesn't feel tiring. Do you feel like it it doesn't feel tiring, right? Like you love it. No, I get energy from all of it. Lots of energy. I am definitely in the right place in, in my business and my life right now, for sure. And it's so bizarre how that could actually happen. Cause I don't think sometimes when we're out of balance, we can't even conceive the idea. It's so interesting because you know, I have young kids. I have a six-year-old and an almost two-year-old, two-year-old. And I have always felt like when I was younger going through public school, I always felt like they were trying to put me in a box. Mm -hmm. This, these are the rules. This is the box Fit in the box or you're in trouble, right? And then in the corporate world, this is the box. These are the rules fit in or you're what you're in. You're out. Like we're not even going to, you're not going to be in trouble. You're just out of here. And in the entrepreneurial world, it's like, there is no box. We try to put ourselves in a box by what Mm -hmm. we learn from other people and whatnot, but there is no box. Like break that box open, get out of that box, 
burn it, the box is gone. You can create your own rules and everything that you want in your business and in your life, depending on what your values are as a person. Well, and I guess the reality is now is if you are not going to be authentically you, the value of your business is going to go drastically down because I think you as you and the values you have and who you are, that is what's going to make your business valuable. Everything else we've now started to figure out, chat GPT can just take care of it. So like <laughs> if you're going to just put yourself in the box, you're actually like, I think we're going to start to rapidly lose value if we don't start to just run our business and our lives as our authentic selves, because that's actually what's sellable. That's what's unique. Otherwise, just plug it into chat GPT. It'll give you all the answers and people won't need to hire you ever because you're just what everyone else is. And if people are listening and they don't know what that chat GPT is, <laughs> it's, tell them just real quick. Well, as if I really know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually am very resistant to chat GPT sometimes, but it's like that AI where you can put it in and you can actually say, I actually, to prove to my, um, one time I put in, I asked it, like I put in like what my ideal client might ask and it spit out my entire like one through 12 business program module order. So I have nothing original any longer, except for what I say, because chat, chat GPT literally proved to me my stuff isn't like anything we can, we come up with is not necessarily anymore, like not accessible to people. What's accessible is you as a human mm -hmm. and the touches that you put on and in your programs, as you're thinking about your people, that is what's human. That's what's going to, I think what's going to evolve our industry coming up soon. Oh my gosh. Shiloh, you and I could talk forever. <laughs> we do sometimes. <laughs> I love talking to you. It's so much fun. And just because we're not working together anymore on a one-to-one -one basis, um, and just because this podcast episode is coming to an end does not mean that we have to stop talking. We, we miss you. Talk. Let's talk. Okay. <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to know more about you, want to work with you, follow you, whatever, where do they go? So my website is shilohbcoaching.com. And that's the same thing for my Instagram, shilohbcoaching, because I do have Instagram. <laughs> and it's, uh, Shiloh is a fun name to spell. It's S-H-Y-L-O-H. B as in boy, coaching. Yep. And we're going to put all of that in the show notes. So everybody... Go check out Shiloh, see what she has to offer. Um, check out her website too. It's a really pretty website, has some pictures of her <laughs> and her family and stuff on it. It's a very like calming presence on there, but it's like <laughs> so you as well. I love it. You know what I mean? Calming as I scream at you. I'm a very diverse <laughs> person in personality. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, Shiloh. Everybody. Okay. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you again next week. Take care. One last thing before you go, I want to invite you to take a minute and download my free training, Simple Shifts. In this training, you'll learn a mix of simple scheduling and mindset shifts you can make to get on the roadmap to finally achieving work-life balance. To get my free training, go to andreascalisi.com forward slash simple dash shifts. The link is in the show notes as well. I hope this free training is all you need to find your balance. Have an awesome week. Take care.